Welcome into 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and I honestly can't say that I'm necessarily 100% excited about it. I'm always excited to do the show. I'm always excited to talk baseball, but uh, the topic of conversation today isn't uh, an especially exciting one, but it's something that I felt I needed to do. And I, I tried to do this as rarely as possible. As you all know, I try to stick to Colorado Rockies and I try to stick to on the field and, and roster stuff and and as little extracurricular nonsense as I can, right? Unless it's really fun extracurricular nonsense that we're, we're all there for, right? But I think we all know, I, I think all reasonable followers of the Colorado Rockies understand that the Nolan Arenado situation is unique. And there was something that came up earlier in the year that I'm going to talk about on this episode that I, I thought about, you know, talking about and bringing. I was like, no, no, no. Let let it be done. Let it be over with. He's there. You know, focus on the guys that are here. Occasionally talk about the trade if Gomber or Montero or Tony Lucy, you know, who are there, any of the other guys who might be coming through. But beyond that, just let it be in the past, right? But of course, the Colorado Rockies are still dealing with the ramifications of everything that happened during the Nolan Arenado saga. The fact that he demanded a trade, which is something that I still see probably a majority of Rockies fans don't know or don't realize, and some refuse to accept. But it is the fact of the matter that that Nolan Arenado demanded his trade, right? And personally, and I, I try to not you know, it's not about me. However, part of the reason that I wanted to talk about this is when everything was going on, and this has been a common theme of my sports coverage the entire time I've been doing it, right, is that I try to recognize the validity of the emotions involved and sometimes even allow myself the space to have those emotions myself, but then still do everything I can to present a more detached, logical calmer view of what's going on. And quite frankly, when I did that during the Nolan Arenado saga, I took quite a few hits for recognizing, in my view, I I thought fairly observing that I thought Nolan Arenado was acting unfairly and irresponsibly throughout his last couple of years here in Colorado, and then immediately upon going to St. Louis, right? And th- there was actually a-, a tweet that I had sent out and-, and a thing that I had said on my old show that really got me in a lot of weird trouble. And and I'm going to repeat it now because I-, I still believe it to be true. And I think more people are waking up to this. And it was that Dick Monford and Jeff Breidich are not comic book villains, right? And Nolan Arenado is not a comic book superhero. He's the best third baseman who has ever ever lived comfortably apologies to Brooks Robinson and Mike Schmidt but it's Nolan Arenado he should be a first ballot hall of famer I don't change my mind about the fact that I believe he's been screwed out of at least one MVP award that he was despite the fact that everyone knew he was a superstar underrated during his time in Colorado is the best defender certainly over a long period of time that I've ever seen. The best individual defensive season I've ever seen still belongs to Troy Tulowitzki in 2007. But all of that remains true. 
But we've gotten news in the last couple of days, right? And and I'm not, I, I don't want to mix those two things up. But for those of you that saw the allegations from Dante Bichette Jr. about Dante Bichette Sr., right? And a lot of people remembering that it, it's not a good idea to make these guys into big superheroes who can do no wrong. Because then when you learn about the, the things that they've done... You know, it really guts you that much more. And I mean, it's it's gutting to learn those things anyway, right? And this isn't anywhere near on that level. And, and again, I'm not comparing the two in terms of qualitative value by any measure. But we learned today that Nolan Arenado views his right to not be vaccinated as more important than playing two games in Toronto while his team is a game and a half back in the division. And this is frustrating to me, both personally and professionally, because so much leeway was given to Nolan on this idea that his competitive drive is just so much bigger than everyone else's that it ought to be respected, that Every time he here locally would blow up at his teammates and scream in their faces, or when he would go to the media and say, I don't think the team is good enough. Now, he would say it in more words than that and not quite that directly, but he did that three or four times during his last couple of years here, where he would go to us in the media and say, basically, we need more good players, which also means we got to get rid of some of these guys who are in the clubhouse I'm in right now. He started GMing from third base. And there were a lot of people who gave him a pass for that, saying, well, he's the star player. He's the guy who makes a lot of money. He should have some say on how the team is built around him. And there are varying degrees of, of validity to viewpoints all up and down that spectrum, I would argue. I really don't think it's a good idea for players to be involved in that stuff at all. I generally think that they they don't have the proper perspective to be focused on personnel decisions. You know, hitting a baseball is hard enough. Focus on that. But all of that stuff happened. My own observations of how I felt Nolan changed after he signed his big contract and the way he got more and more concerned about his legacy and the fact that the rest of his teammates weren't living up to his example and weren't You know, he became a lot less about the team, I thought, a lot more. And a lot of people never interpreted it that way, that he was calling out his teammates. But that's the only logical conclusion to what he was doing, saying, these guys aren't good enough. Get me different guys. And everything about his blow up with Jeff Breidich, as much as Breidich's personality and multiple free agency and mostly free agency failures. I was going to say trade failures, but actually Breidich had a decent record on the trade market. He had like... And the worst record you could possibly have in free agency, despite the fact that I will defend the Gerardo Parra move on my deathbed. Beyond that, bad, right? But Nolan coming to him and saying, you need to get rid of these guys and bring in these other guys. And Breidich saying, I'm not sure I can do that. And I'm not sure Dick's going to give me the money to do that. And then Nolan saying, well, then screw you guys. You said you were going to build a competitive team around me and you're not doing it. So I demand a trade. I want out because I'm better than this. 
That's what happened. And there are a lot of people on the local scene who, for lack of a better phrase, because it shouldn't be like this, but it's what it became, took Nolan Arenado's side, right? As you do, because Breidich was a clear screw up as a GM in a, in a bunch of different ways. And Dick Monfort has a thousand issues which have been documented and redocumented and relitigated and talked about ad nauseum for 20 years. Nolan Arenado is the greatest third baseman to ever play the game. So it just became that. And that was really for the year it was happening, uh, really the year and a half from the, the first time he made the comments right before the pandemic started about a bunch of disrespect over there in the front office, then playing through the weirdest season in franchise history, most franchises history, was that 2020 campaign. And then them coming back the next year with all the drama in the offseason, ultimately ending to them trading him to exactly where he wanted to go, right? Nolan just forced his way to and got what he wanted. All because he thought this place wasn't good enough for him. And there's a lot of people locally who agreed. This place isn't good enough for Nolan Arenado. And now we see him making similar comments about St. Louis. One of the very few places where... You can expect to be in the postseason almost every single year. One of the very few places that has the institutionalized success that goes back a hundred years. The Cardinals are always there. But we hear several weeks ago now, I don't remember exactly when, I don't want to be a wild card team. That's not good enough for me to be just in the wild card. And now... A bunch of Cardinals fans freaking out. Is he going to take that opt-out at the end of the season? Go to L.A. or New York? Where they win the division every single time? Because that's what he wants is to win the division? And he doesn't care what team he does it for? Clearly, he will force his way to another team if he doesn't think the one he's on is good enough for him. And to see those comments after everything when he's now playing for, like, one of the... MLB franchises, one of the five or six, right? It's Yankees, Dodgers, Cardinals, Red Sox, Cubs. Those are the, and and he got his way onto one of those teams and he's still not happy. But again, people saying, look, that's just the competitive drive, man. That's just the competitive drive of Nolan Arenado. He wants to win more than anybody else. And again, you've got to respect that. Okay, and I did, and I and I did, and I do even. On, on some level, as much as it's not the way I would go about things, and as much as it's not how I think about what it means to be on a team, Nolan Arenado is one of the greatest individual baseball players who's ever lived. I'm not sure he's ever been a great teammate. And it doesn't look like he's being a very good teammate in St. Louis. In fact, it didn't look like he was being a very good one. And then he came out and was explicitly a bad teammate today. I'm not going to debate anybody on vaccines. The fact of the matter is the world has made it clear. You got to get vaccinated if you want to 
be able to do certain things. And if you're not going to get vaccinated, that is your choice. You're not going to get arrested for not getting vaccinated. But there are certain consequences. One of those consequences is no international travel, which is the most logical thing in the world. Every country is going to protect themselves from foreigners bringing in deadly and dangerous diseases. This has always been the case, that if you're going to travel to certain places in the world, you have to have certain vaccines. Now, we just have one for the newest thing. And that Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, and obviously we're talking more about Nolan here because it's related to what we do out here. And it's, I think, a continuing chapter and a story that began while he was here. I again go back to the competitiveness thing. He's going to miss crucial games in the middle of the season. Really, we're, we're toward the back half now of the season. Over a principle that is based on flimsy internet research at best. And that there wasn't a drive to recognize and understand the importance of this to keep himself on the field. And now you've got to wonder, like, what if this was the World Series? Would these guys be sitting out if they were playing against Toronto in the World Series and missing games like one and two and six or seven or however it's, you know, only play the home games in the World Series because they don't want to get vaccinated? Because apparently, according to one of the reporters that I read from St. Louis, that Nolan was worried that, you know, he's thinking about starting a family. And so he was worried about infertility, which is one of the conspiracy theories about the COVID vaccine. So really, you're going to you're going to put that ahead of your team. And that's really what it comes down to. That That is ultimately what this is about and why I want to talk about, because that's me first stuff. That that's. And it looks to be a pattern now. And it's really frustrating to see that because he is such a remarkable talent and he's still one of the greatest Rockies of all time. But I think a lot of people, and I've seen it just kind of up and down my my Twitter feed, are, are sort of realizing that the, the need to turn this guy into a superhero who could do no wrong and who was never in the wrong and who had only legitimate reasons for wanting to get out of Colorado, they were projecting their own hatred and distrust of Dick Monfort and Jeff Breidich and saying, yeah, Nolan, get him, get him, Nolan. But they weren't thinking about how, you know, what is Ryan McMahon or Brendan Rodgers or Kyle Freeland or any of those guys supposed to feel when Nolan's out there demanding for trades and for free agents and for different teammates? How are they supposed to feel about it? When he goes to the media and says things like, I'm not happy with the wild card. These guys are just going to feel like failures now. St. Louis is going to feel like failures if they get to the postseason but didn't win their division. Because their best player, one of their two best players, basically came out and said it's not good enough for him. And I just, I don't know. To me, that's, I don't feel like that's what team sports are supposed to be about. You know, and I I think it's sad and unfortunate that this is the kind of path that 
Nolan has chosen, which is I'm going to get myself to a place that's going to win for me as opposed to, you know, I'm going to do my job and do everything I can. I'm going to be proud of my teammates. I'm going to be proud of my city. And, you know, the legacy stuff will take care of itself. Trying to force (laughs) the legacy now. Which, to each their own, the legacy will come. And I can't deny that him getting out of Colorado dramatically increases his chances of being a first ballot Hall of Famer. And it dramatically increases his chances of winning an MVP. And and getting all of the recognition that his play on the field absolutely has earned him. That he absolutely deserves for his play on the field. But when it came to the melodrama that played out here in Colorado, so much of it was under a fog of anger and emotion, and understandably so. And as I've said about other issues, and I'm, I'm returning to this in the same way, whether it was, you know, the letting go of David Dahl. Like, I remember when that was a huge thing locally. And for a week and a half, the Rockies just got nothing but crapped on in the local media. And several people came out and declared with certainty that David Dahl would be a future all-star. None of those people have mentioned David Dahl since. Because as it turned out, in that particular case, the Rockies knew what they were doing. And I know that sentence is something that just some people will refuse to ever say out loud. And I know why, because of what comes with it. I've dealt with it for years. But this is why it's important to recognize, even when it's happening, that no, this isn't as simple as the Rockies are a bunch of clowns and Nolan's right, he's better than these guys, he should force his way out of town, and there's no criticism that can or could or ever should be levied at these guys, especially when you see now he's doing the same thing in St. Louis. Like, everyone gets it for here, which again, just proves that that really was the point. For most people, talking about it at the time, it really was the point was to just take an extra dunk on the Rockies because they love doing that. And they got to do it for, and most of them still are. But now, if you're being honest with yourself and you see the guy is saying the exact same things about the St. Louis Cardinals that makes it a lot more difficult to just accept, right? But you got to be there for your teammates. I mean, getting there, there, there are a few things in the world that say, I care more about the people around me than I do about my own personal concerns based on weird, wonky internet beliefs than getting vaccinated to protect the people around you. That's team play. Not only does it protect the people around you from getting sick and you know, with a very real and serious disease that's killed millions of people, but very much secondarily, it allows you to play in the games. They knew this was coming. That's the other thing that's wild about this to me. It's not like they didn't know they had games in Toronto on the schedule. They had all this time to learn. If they really wanted to play, all they had to do was a couple of Google searches to find out that, no, the COVID vaccine doesn't cause sterile, uh, doesn't make you sterile. 
this stuff is easy to find out, especially with people with the kind of resources that they do. Talk to some doctors. You've had months of knowing that you had this series coming up in Toronto, and if you weren't vaccinated, you were not going to be able to cross the border. And they just didn't. And so I return to the final question one last time. If this were the World Series, would they get vaxxed? And this might come up for some team. It may not be these two specific. It may not be the Cardinals and, and Toronto. But especially if Toronto gets to the World Series, and boy, I, I, I want them to. Or I want them to make a deep run. First of all, I just like that team. As you all know, I enjoy that team. But secondarily, I want to see guys put this to the test. Because my guess is... My my gut tells me, this isn't something I can possibly know, but that both Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado would get vaccinated if they knew there was a possibility they would miss World Series games, which says to me, and, and again, this would need to play out for it to be ironclad proof, but if there are guys who, like, say, missed games during the regular season because they didn't want to get vaccinated but then get vaccinated so that they can play in the World Series, which is 100% what I believe at least Nolan Arenado would do. Never met Paul Goldschmidt. I don't believe for one second that Nolan Arenado would miss World Series game for anything. They tell him, you got to get vaccinated to play in the World Series. He's going to get vaccinated, which just goes to show that not doing it now is for show, is... Standing on principle for the sake of standing on principle and not even really understanding that principle. Beyond the little kid logic of, nah, 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 you can't make me. I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Everyone should be rooting for Toronto if you want these people who are just being remarkably selfish. That's what, that's all this is. It, it, it is extraordinarily selfish of Nolan Arenado to miss baseball games for this reason after he publicly has, after he has made a routine of calling out his teammates for not being good enough for him. I promise you there are guys in that Cardinals clubhouse who feel let down by their teammate today, as they should, because they were let down by their teammate today. There is a reason that at the end of that 2020 campaign, when Nolan finally put himself on the injured list, which was something he had the power to do twice in his career here, he refused to go on the injured list and hurt his team by doing so. Again, putting himself first. When he finally put himself on the I.L. after being the worst hitter in the lineup for weeks during a 60-game season. And Kevin Pillar, the new guy who knew he wasn't going to be around for long, came in. And Kevin Pillar's got a lot of problematic behavior on record as well. So, again, don't make these guys out to be saints. But I totally understood. Remember, that was a year we weren't in the clubhouse because of the pandemic and stuff. When Kevin Pillar said, you know... In the last couple of weeks, and he had meant since Nolan had gone on the IL, the clubhouse is a lot better. And every reporter who's being honest with you about the clubhouse now will say the same thing. Yeah, they were a better team with Nolan Arenado. At times, they weren't in 19 or 20, right? And they weren't in 14, 15, or 16. 
But at times, obviously, when they were good and he was at his best, he was a driving engine for that team. But there were times he made that clubhouse a tough place to be. And I think more and more people are recognizing that. And yeah, the Rockies have a long road to go before they can get back to the the kind of contention that they saw in 17 and 18. But boy, is it a thousand times better to be in that clubhouse these days. And, you know, the Cardinals are clearly the better team, but the Rockies are a team that plays for each other. And I can hold my head up high and be proud of that when I walk in and out of that clubhouse every day. And maybe you can too. Or maybe you don't care about any of this stuff and you turned this off and stopped listening a while ago and you're ready for me to start talking baseball again, which I'm going to do on the next episode. So sorry for this quick aside, but I just felt like I needed to continue to talk about this story because as much as anything, I consider myself a chronicler of the history of the Colorado Rockies. And while this is obviously happening while he's playing for the St. Louis Cardinals, I do still think this is part of the unraveling of who Nolan Arenado is, what happened, and why it happened. And like I said, that's still impacting the Rockies, and so it's still important for us as a Rockies community to understand it so that we're not saying things like when they signed Chris Bryant, you know, well, why didn't they just give that money to Nolan Arenado? Because the guy did everything he possibly could to get out of here. That's why. And Chris Bryant did everything he could to get here worth remembering all right thanks for listening to this episode of 20th and blake make sure that you're checking out the other podcasts here on the mile high sports podcast network and all the written content over at milehighsports.com other than that i can only ask that you continue to be absolutely awesome out there you know that i will continue to be absolutely drew creaseman in here and until next time i will see you at the ballpark